Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. And I feel like doing something a little different today. I feel like I'm going to turn it up just a little bit. I feel like I want to be a little degenerate. <laughs> I feel like I want to be a little X-rated. So, ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, introducing, first up, making this way to the Generation of Wrestling Podcast, all the way from Parma, Ohio. He is the human encyclopedia of wrestling, Big Show Joe, a.k.a. Joe Knows Everything. He is the flawless phenomenon, flawless Joey V. And his tag team partner, by way of EC, all the way from Euclid, Ohio. He's smoother than cocoa butter on ashy kneecaps on the Sunday morning. He is K Breezy, aka Too Cold Kimbrough. And last but not least, their tag team partner. He is the 26-year-old piece of gold, hailing all the way from the East Side of Cleveland, Ohio, the showstopper. No Shawn Michaels, the franchise, and you are now tuned in to the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. And ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I got three words for you. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling. It's your boy, the franchise, Flawless Joey V. Too cold, Kimbro. Let's get right into it, guys. What did you think about that opening segment on Monday Night Raw? Uh, we had the Usos, we had John Cena, and we had Mr. Back That Ass Up, Rikishi in the building, and for some odd reason, we had Devon in the revival. Uh, I like Cena coming out. Uh, he he got a good reaction, good pop. You know, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania since he brought back the Doctor of Thugonomics. Um. Thought the Usos coming out, I mean, I mean, interrupting him, and then, um, you know, they did, like, the little battle rap where Cena brung up the arrest record and, like, the little pic- mugshot picture, which, I mean, <laughs> if you know what happened today, you know, it's very much the truth, and Cena's spitting from, spitting the truth there. Then Rikishi coming out, that was pretty cool. I thought they were going to dance, and then the Revival came out. And then Devon Dudley came out with the revival, which was a little shocking and made like a head scratcher. Like, why is Devon with the revival? Then the Usos and the revival had their match. I'm getting tired of this match. Like, they'll let Usos win on Raw, but on a pay per view, they'll let the revival win. Yeah. And they keep flip flopping. And it's a, it's a rivalry that's like going sour, that's going nowhere. They need to just split them up. And have them go their own separate ways. And it'll be better for both teams in the long run. For me, well, I'll start with John Cena. I was a fan of John Cena when he slapped Kurt Angle in the face. All the way up until he won his first WWE Championship. The John Cena that came. (laughs) The John Cena that came. I would say about two years later. And kind of dominated WWE. I kind of got tired of that guy. Right. Because that guy won so much that I wanted to see him off TV. Now, the guy that we got for the last couple of three years. Uh, <laughs> you a fool, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> Joey V over here being a fool. But uh, the guy that we got for the last couple of years, I started to like him more because he finally started putting over talent. And, you know, he started winning other championships and putting those guys over and trying to make those championships legit. So to see him, it was fresh. It was exciting. It was, you know, I ain't seen him in a while. Um, I like the I, – I, I didn't really care for the rap battle. We didn't need it. Right, you know, right. if it happened, it happened, but we didn't need it. With, uh, right, you know, the restaurant, you know, the, the, the pitcher, you know, <laughs> mugshot. So, you know, that was funny. But, you know, that also kind of fruition, foretelling there. But – uh. Rikishi coming out, I was happy to see him, but I was sad that he didn't do anything because yeah. the revival interrupted the dance. But come to find out that a lot of the old timers weren't medically cleared to really do anything, so there was nothing for Rikishi to do. So that's kind of even more. That makes it a little bit more more sad because right. you 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 were okay with the revival coming out and interfering, but to see that he wasn't going to do anything <laughs> anyway, it kind of it really just puts a damper on things. But yeah, I I like Joe. I'm I'm tired of revival versus Uso. It's time for them both to just move on, go do something else. 
you got fresh talent doing nothing, absolutely wasting time and <clears throat> and their in their lives. So I just say move move forward. Like you said, when a revival went on pay per view, I really don't see them getting another shot. You didn't right. have too many title shots. Move on, give it to somebody else. Overall, it it could have been way better. I would say <clears throat> the most disappointing uh, thing for me wasn't the fact that they didn't dance necessarily. I think, I mean, okay. it's the two cool dance, so, man. So, so, you know, it's, no, no, I was disappointed, but this is where I'm about to go with it. So, like, when the revival came out mm -hmm. and they interrupted it, I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. That would have been a moment where it's like when the Usos actually won, when they was all in the ring together again, I'm like, now we can do it. Right. Let's go. I, I, I think everybody would have popped for that one. Yeah. But then Keishi just kind of hit. And you could tell for a second, it was like he was walking around trying to figure out, all right, what we about to do? And then they just kind of walked out the ring. But I think that goes back to what we were texting back and forth <clears throat> to each other, man, that this show is just, it looks so put together. Just at the last, last second. second put yeah. together where it's just like nobody knew knows what to do. They don't know where their spots is. They don't know what, you know, they kind of have to just improvise what they think they should do. And right. Yeah, this this first segment it, it started off kind of nice, but then it just it just went downhill. And the match, like I say, we're tired of the, the the same matchup. They they need a new matchup. Speaking of new matchups, <clears throat> recently we got introduced to the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander, former Mister Two Hundred Five Live. Now apparently he's on a raw roster. Uh, he got absolutely destroyed <laughs> by Drew um, on Monday. Where did we see this rivalry going? I just want to know what did he do to get sent to the main roster? I mean, that's the man going to the main <clears throat> roster is almost like a, a punishment. Like, what <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. you almost want to stay in two hundred five at NXT just on the simple fact you know you get more time, right? You get to you know show, you showcase yourself, right? You get a little bit more time, even if you sh have to share alternate weeks, you know, because yeah. our NXT tapes. But you know, I it, it, going to the main roster almost seems like it's just. Man, you 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 did too good. Yeah. We're gonna send you to the main roster. We're gonna sit you down and just let you do nothing. Right, sit and catering. Right, yeah, basically, and, and just be a part of the twenty four seven chase. Joey V, what you think? <clears throat> Man, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really a match. No, I mean, more like McIntyre attacking Alexander when he came out, you know, down the ramp, and then he's putting him in that reverse Alabama slam on the ring apron. That, Ooh, it hurt me looking at it. Yeah, that was about he should make that a finish. Is that a, is it is that his finishing move it's, yet, it's, or is it? It's a. It move. should be. It's a move. It should. Be. It's just a move. I don't he know. Does. I like the Claiborne. It's a yeah. I like the Yeah, I like that better. Uh, that's just a move he does when he really want to mess somebody up. When he want to really hurt somebody, right. he'll, he'll he'll pull that out. Yeah, um, but uh, Cedric Alexander. I mean, it's like. Okay, you bring him up to the main roster. You're gonna have him feud with Drew McIntyre. But it's like Drew McIntyre has been like he's stuck in like kind of like the mid card of evil, as we like to say it. Now. <laughs> so to me, uh, I mean, along with this and like some uh, other stuff, pretty much the whole show was just a waste of time. But I guess you could see why they had McIntyre attack Alexander to make him look strong and then probably lose to Cedric. At SummerSlam, if they fight, oh, right, man, right, right, they've been that dude. That, yeah, <laughs> this, this was just bad timing for this show. Um, they shouldn't have did this. There could have probably been a better story if the Raw reunion wasn't the main focus, right? And, you know, and I think that was another disappointment. We had Heyman for the past couple of weeks creating and showing these stories and all this different stuff that he's been doing to have this reunion show happen. Where it kind of just put everything to the side. Like, mm -hmm. it really didn't progress anything. Right. Ricochet was hurt. He wasn't <laughs> there. Like I say, we're tired of the Usos and Revival. You really didn't have anything with Drew and Cedric, you know, really major going on. So, you know, because of this reunion show, a lot of stories just got rushed and just, you know, okay, just go out there and just have a little brawl outside and then just Alabama slam into the side, you know, right. side of the ring and then just walk away. You know, that's all we're going to do. We're, then we're going to focus on all this other stuff that we got going on. Yeah, I, but I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this as a SummerSlam match. This should not be a SummerSlam match. 
Yeah. Not a pre-show, <laughs> nothing. Like this should not be a match at all. And I and I think, you know, if you're gonna bring up a guy like uh Cedric Alexander, I think Bringing him up against somebody you're still trying to build in Drew McIntyre is right. uh, the complete wrong way to do it. Because, you know, like we discussed before, it does nothing for McIntyre specifically. The only person who will benefit out of it is Alexander. But that's if Alexander wins. Mm-hmm. But if he loses, it's kind of like, okay, well, I figured you're going to lose anyway. You just completely brought him up to get buried. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, you know, I, I like the fact that Alexander is on the main roster. Just right. to say, like, hey, you made it back onto the main roster, but the way they're going about it, I don't like. And uh, I hope it's not going to be a SummerSlam match. But, I mean, I think the biggest thing is what, what, what is the payoff going to be? Because clearly it's going to be at SummerSlam, but where do you go from here? Well, the 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 problem is – Drew hasn't really been looking great in the last few months. Yeah. And you haven't used Cedric. Yeah. So you got two guys. It's almost the Andrade Apollo Cruz problem where you had these two guys. One has been off TV. The other one has kind of been losing or not on TV. And then you just have them have a few matches so much. And then it, it, it actually gets worse each time because the crowd is less interest each time. Right. So now with this match, you, you got another guy, Drew, who's been doing this thing with Shane and, and Roman for the past couple of months. And then now all of a sudden you just got this cruiserweight. And then people want to see Cedric. Mm-hmm. You know, he's exciting. He's a, he, he's he's talented. But we they haven't built him up enough. I mean, right. that whole when he came out and dressed like the janitor, they should have won. Yeah. They, they Now, that would have been a great way to start the story. Yeah. Because you put on the mask, you came out, you took this dude's place. And you beat us. Right. I'm coming for you. Now you got a story. Now you got a match. I want to see it. Now right, right, right. Because of that. Because but, it will make sense. But him losing, and then it's like, okay, well, you won the match. Like, what's, what's really the point, dude? I mean, you, right. what's the point? Like, it, it's you, you got the best of it. You've already won. Right. Yeah, yeah, he might have got a roll-up pin, <laughs> but that was just a fluke to try to offset everything, you know. But, yeah, I, I'm... I don't, I don't have no feelings really toward it. I just don't want to see it as a match. <laughs> I think we all can agree on that one. All right, Joey V. The Viking Raiders versus the formerly known Major Brothers slash Edgeheads, Hawking the Ryder. <laughs> the Major Brothers. <laughs> the Major Brothers. <laughs> and they actually won back then. Or the Edgeheads. Yeah, the Edgeheads. Yeah, they were tag champs as the Edgeheads. The Edgeheads. What you think, Joey V? How you feel about that match? Oh, man. I mean, it's a step up from the Viking Raiders squash and enhancement talent. So you gave them <laughs> ah, man. these two. Maybe in a month we'll see them fight. Maybe the Usos are revival, you know? But, I mean. Where's o- AOP at? Yeah, like, give them AOP. Have them go with AOP. I mean, Viking Raiders need some competition. Like, with. NXT call-ups, we've been harping on this. They don't use them right. WWE does not use NXT call-ups correctly. And we've been saying this. Like, you see some, you see the Viking Raiders in NXT. You see the fans cheering for them. I mean, just like, yeah, Viking Raiders. What? Yeah, war, 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 war. I mean, now, crowd silent for them. Like, yeah. Just crickets. I mean, but that was sad because that's how silent they were mm-hmm. for that match. Yeah. It was. I mean, the it didn't matter what move they did. It, it didn't matter what happened. They were just totally silent. You heard people breathing on TV. Okay, <laughs> not, mind you, it's not like these folks got microphones, but that's just how quiet it was, and it and it really was a disappointment. But I'm gonna throw this at you guys, What's and up? I feel like. I just figured out who they can rival with. Who and, and did you figure and, and out? And it's perfect, and I think you'll love it. Let's go. Let's go. So you take, you got Ricochet. Okay. It's going against Styles. Yep. You take the Viking Raiders and you put them against the club. Mm. That way you gotta, you got these three NXT guys that you need to put over. Right. You got a group. The club is over with AJ. Like it, right. It, they can lose, and but they're over because they're they're together as a group. You have that be a nice little six man go uh, back and forth. Right, I right. think if with the club and, and maybe this is how they need to work it, where okay, Ricochet will come back, 
the club would jump him, and then the Viking Raiders just come down to help him. There, you, like now, you now have a fresh rivalry. The club, and they can take a loss. Yeah. They, you, you, get, you have them take a loss in a six-man. You don't have them take a loss in a regular tag team match because you're not right. ready for them to lose that yet. You've been... But then again, I, maybe you knew because you've been putting them up against bums. Right. So now it's like now you're facing real legit competition. You're facing guys that will do whatever to beat you <clears throat> and can kind of go toe-to-toe with you. So you can give them a nice little rivalry. You add Ricochet because of the star power he has with right, star right. power AJ. You, you're building talent. Now you've got about six guys you can build up, and they got their own little thing, and now you can introduce somebody else. You can bring in other people. Uh, what, what you think, Joe? That would be a good uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. All day, like, are they trying to push the Viking Raiders as a face or a heel? Yeah, I was just, well, I was literally would. thinking the same thing. <laughs> that's, that, that's the only thing we don't know. Yeah, I, because yeah. the people they've been beating up have been nobody. So it's kind of like. And the one time they, they yeah. teamed up with, uh, who was that they teamed up with? And it was like, why are you teaming up with him? Was that Kevin Owens or somebody? No, they were fighting a new day. It was when they were fighting a new day, and right. then when Kevin Owens came down and they helped beat up, help him beat up the new yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, it was right, like, right. okay, they're heels, but it's like, no, they just they just came down to help him out because he was getting jumped. Like that's all that was. It, you, right. it, it didn't really say they were heel because people still liked them. People were still cheering them. So I'm gonna say their face. You have him. They'll come out and help save Ricochet. Right now he's got backup, and you can do something with them. It ain't much. It's just the fact. Okay, now we came out. Y'all mad because they came out interfering in your business. Now you get back at them. Now they get back at you. Right. Now you got a nice little match. And they're not just facing jobbers. They're facing real legitimate competition that's right. going to help build them. <clears throat> and, and and I think that's my issue with WWE. you rather have jobbers come on TV and get squashed when you have 150,000 people Weekly. catering. That's what I don't understand. Like, it's like, you know, okay, if you're going to have somebody lose, you can put the Viking Raiders over and make them look strong against mm-hmm. a talent that's not being used yeah. who is not a jobber. So. Science is really messing with you, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he lost his virginity, ladies and gentlemen. You wow. have to excuse us. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little plush in the face right now. <laughs> There's a reason why you haven't seen the Iconics. <laughs> you know, I oh, smacked out this past been, week. You've been buried in fish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you caught it? Why do you think the Australia is called the wonder from down under? Yeah. A couple of koala bears. why his face all red. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Splashback. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, they need to – I think that's something you can do with them, man. This was yeah. a terrible – it was just a terrible way to display it. Even with Hawkins and Ryder, and though people like them, they couldn't even help. Yeah, bring up the attention a little bit. So, yeah, this was this was just all around bad. Well, let's move on to one of the more entertaining segments of the night. A little confused, but entertaining nonetheless. The twenty four seven three sixty five seven eleven. Oh man. World Heavyweight Hardcore <laughs> Title. <laughs> European. European <laughs> TV Championship, in the words of R-Truth. All right, so we've seen the title change hands a total of eight times. I think we we can agree it's officially the Crash Holly title now. Uh, we had three women champions who, ironically, don't technically consider themselves active roster no. wrestlers. But, nonetheless, we've had our first taste of women with the title. What did you guys think? And uh, what about Drake Maverick and uh, Carmella at the end there? Go ahead, Joey. Oh, man. I'll tell you this. The changes were pretty cool. I mean, seeing uh, Pat Patterson and Joe Prisco uh. win, um, when the title was like a classic throwback to the hardcore title. Mm-hmm. When uh, Joe Prisco and Crash Holly would go at it right. for months fighting for that title. How many times did Crash win the title? 22. 22? He won that title. 20, he was 22-time <laughs> champion yeah. with one uh, European and one uh, light heavyweight champion. Oh, so um, <clears throat> I thought it was cool that Alundra Blaze was going to throw the title in the garbage after she won it. Mm-hmm. When she came on WCW with the WWE, uh, that one letter after E, you know, Women's <laughs> Championship. Not sure if I could say it, but what the hell, WWF. So like, we don't work for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, oh, by the way, PSA: we are making zero dollars off this podcast. Yeah. All right, no money, just for the fun of it. Yeah. So. Um, and then the million dollar man coming out to buy it. 
you know i'll let you get into that oh, <laughs> about man. that but yeah that was good that was i fun. mean Drake winning the title back from Million Dollar Man in the Limo, then R Truth coming behind him, and then jumping in the limo with, with his Drake's wife. wife. Yeah, and then I was wondering, like, damn, where's Million Dollar Man? Was he still in the limo? Yeah, he was still in the limo. wife? Or they didn't portray it like he got out on the other yeah. side or anything. Like, yeah, right, like right. that would have been cool if he was on the ground on the other side. Like, oh, damn, Truth yeah. kicked him out or whatever. But, and then, like, nah. Drake is sitting there like, my, my baby. baby. And then Carmella's like, Truth just left me. So, it's... That's, but I, the best thing going for Raw right now. And I, and I want to know where they're going to go because with the angle, the way they, they have Mella looking at Maverick and Maverick looking at Mella, I don't know, man. I, man maybe I'm, I'm reading into it, but I I want to see where they go with this angle. And uh, now that his wife is involved a little bit more, uh, we discussed that too. His wife, she's uh, she's not in the background as much. No, uh, I think no. to, when they tease the face-off between her and Carmella, um, I think that that's eventually going to lead to Mella getting the title. I think some way, somehow, they're going to try to work that in there. I can see that happening. Uh, I, I just like the fact that she's now helping Drake. Yeah, right? yeah. That she walked up, caused a distraction. He got the pin. And then he's like, I'll meet you in the car. She's like, okay. But she was gone. <laughs> like, she, like, she she dipped. Like, right, she right. was out of there. So, that was, I thought, like, oh, not, you know what? They, they, they coming together, man. Yeah. I like that. So, th- this whole, for for the show. Just overall, this was the outside of Austin at the end, and we'll get to that. But the 24-7 championship, just all the title changes, was awesome. That mm-hmm. was awesome to see his wife work, uh, you know, help out. It was awesome, like Joe said, to see Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. You know, those two, I, I, I can always remember watching Gerald Briscoe come right. in while Pat was asleep and just hover over him and the referee just count the slow, quiet, <laughs> one, two, three. The announcers are just whispering and, he, and he's celebrating and, and just looks like, yeah, yeah. And, and, they, shh, shh, shh. and then they just creep out. Like, it, it was just, the genius of it at the time was, right. it, it was awesome. And it, like Joe said, it brought back memories. And then to see Kelly Kelly, you know, show up and, you know, Gerald Briscoe, she was a hot blonde. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't care. He, he probably had more <laughs> fun uh, with him getting pinned than he did winning it. So, you, that was awesome. The whole uh, Candace and Candace Michelle, your girl, Melina, seeing that she was back as a referee. I, I don't know if that, that's my, that's another question that you yeah. have. Is, you know, was that just a one-off? You know, is, right. is she coming back to be a legitimate women's referee, which would be awesome. I think they can use her as a character. Uh, Alondra Blaze. I didn't know that was Alondra Blaze at first. I thought that was Ivory. Yeah, I, 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 I thought I thought we all did. I, I had to me. look at it again to realize who she was yeah. until she said what she said and walked off. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's not Ivory. Who that? Damn, she looked. Oh wow. <laughs> and you know, originally I thought it was Ivory too because we just seen Godfather earlier. Right. So I'm like, all right, it made sense. And then when I heard her speak, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's not Ivory. No, no, no that, 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 that's not her. So, but the. When she gets onto the stage and she gets ready to toss the uh, belt in the garbage can and the Million Dollar Man comes out. And, yeah, I, I don't know why I noticed this when right. he took the money out of his pocket. You know, <laughs> he gets to count the money and he gets to spread it and he got ready to give it to her. But it was just big block of chunk of money that mm-hmm. had nothing on it. It was just all white. Like, you, like we knew you weren't going to really just give out that many hundreds, but right, right, right. it was like, come on, you're supposed to hide the money better. You ain't supposed to let it be seen like that. So, I thought that was funny because I, you guys didn't catch it. So, I'm like, wow, I caught this, No, you know, we'll watch it in a replay or something. But you, you, you know the thing that did catch my attention? Was that? When she came out on the stage, they already had the trash can, like, on top of the announce table. To me, I thought it was. I thought she picked it up. I thought it would have been cooler. No, it was already sitting there. To ah, me, yeah, that's, to me, yeah, to me, yeah. it was too obvious. I thought it would have been cooler. She would have walked over to the announce table, talked a little trash, picked up the trash can, pop, yay, whatever. That. Okay, but for us, you know, that was lame. But you know, other people who don't know that she did that unless they watch the app, you know, and, right. and watch the Monday Night Wars, right, that right. don't know that she yeah. did that, they're like, why is she walking out to just throw away the championship? I bet you they they were probably even more confused by it because they didn't know who she was right, and right. what she was doing. So the true fans, right, right. you know, they all knew what was happening. It was it was it was cool to see. Yeah. But you know, it could have been done a little better. But you know, hey, whatever. It was what it was. Speaking of uh, um, Alondra Blaze. You can't say Alondra Blaze without WCW. You can't say WCW without 
Eric Bischoff. Now, <laughs> we seen EB on TV for the first time, well, WWE TV for the first time since he's got a hire for his new role. Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage segment trying to recruit Mike Kanellis. I'm still lost as all hell on what's going on with this uh the storyline, you know, I, I I know for the last few weeks we've been saying the same thing, you know, what's going on, but it's like each week I'm more and more lost. Like you you would think you would kind of get a better understanding each week. Now I'm just like, what? Where what are we doing? Like where are we going? Because Maria's obviously pregnant, right? So is this angle mm-hmm. going to involve another superstar? Go ahead, Joe. Cause... You want to die? <laughs> you want to talk about it? Uh, I was happy to see Bischoff. Like when they showed him, he got a pop. Like, I guess a cheap pop, whatever you want to call it. The only right. time the crowd actually made some noise. Yeah, but um, it was nice to get him on TV before he goes in his backstage role as like head of creative mm-hmm. for SmackDown and working with Fox when they go over the Fox this fall and uh, on Fridays. So it was nice for him to. I mean. Throwing like, hey, why don't you come over to SmackDown? Seems like he's recruiting. Um, it'd be kind of cool if they had him show up like maybe like once every few weeks, like in a backstage segment, try to recruit somebody. Right, right. <clears throat> but I don't think they'll do that. But it was just good to see him. Like you finally got to see him on TV. Yeah. Since like this stuff has been announced that him and Heyman will be creative side on Raw and SmackDown. So it was just nice to see him. Okay, Breezy, how, how, how did you feel seeing EB um, on TV, man? It was nice. I mean, you know, for, former <sighs> Raw general manager, so, you know, it's, it's a Raw reunion. It made sense for him to be there. Uh, I know people have been going a little skeptical about why he hasn't been showing up for SmackDown, but I think one of the things that folks may not be realizing is that his role is different from Heyman's. Heyman has an on-screen character, <clears throat> so we're going to see more of him. And I think that's what people expected with Bischoff, Bischoff yeah. where Bischoff is not coming in to be an on-screen character, at least not right now. He's, right. His goal right now is to be the liaison between WWE and Fox, getting ready for this premiere that they're going to do in October. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be more behind the scenes. I'm fine with that. Right, right. Because right now, Shane is dominating the... <laughs> it, and until they get him out, yeah. I, I'm cool. I don't need... We don't need Bischoff right now. Right, right. So... Let him do what he's doing behind the scenes. If they're letting those that are have been running SmackDown continue to run, mm-hmm. I believe it's the former writer for NXT that's now the head writer for SmackDown. Because um, you know Road Dog stepped down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I think uh, I, I can't. I got. I got to check my facts just to make sure I'm right. But um, they've been whoever's been in charge. They've been running. I think he's just going to oversee it, make suggestions. Right, right. But yeah. not. He's not going to do too many things on screen. Uh, as far as the Angle, um, I think I understand it now a little bit. And with her emasculating him the way he is, I think this is a, a, a well, let's just say a more mean, mean streak heel for him. Mm. I, 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 I can see him going lightweight heel. Right, right, right. Just from the anger of her disrespecting, losing all trying the matches. Trying to prove just, his Right, just trying to tr- prove he's a man. And, right, right. Uh, right now, I I can see that's where it's going. It's getting to the point where people are feeling bad for him. You can't make this guy face. <laughs> like, hey, I, I, after all this, he can't be a... Right, you know, right. I mean, which means you're going to have him beat somebody legit. Well, you don't have enough legit heels. Right. So he's not going to beat none of them. So he needs to be a heel and beat someone like a ricochet or somebody. He needs to beat other guys to kind of build up his name and who you, he is. You, you but know, I, I think he'll turn for this. Game. You, you know what I think? Uh, I think that he'll turn to be more effective mm-hmm. if he beats the hell out of somebody who... <sighs> he lost to. It got to be somebody who he just... Somebody with a lightweight name that he just recently lost yeah. to to build up. Like, like like somebody that's not that's not like super over. Right. But somebody was like, all right, man, like he just beat the dog crap out of Kalisto, right? Oh, I was going to say Ray Mysterio. Yeah, no, Ray is a perfect, perfect, Ray's perfect. Everybody loves Ray, right? Right, right. You can use Ray. Yeah, so like you put Mike and Ray in the match, hypothetically, Ray beats him. Mike Kanellis, he gets all pissed off and just beats the crap out of Ray. And then, yeah, man, you know. Right. Or, no, just hypothetically. Yeah, but other than that, it's um, it's it's still, <laughs> it, it's, it is still what it is. Moving on. 
I got to say, man, I think, Joe, me and you, we see eye to eye on this one, Natalia. She's definitely become one of my favorite yeah. female promos in the last few weeks, especially the one she had on Becky two weeks ago. But what do you think about Natalia's promo this past Monday? You know, he, you know, he likes that Canadian bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Been a fan of Natalia since her indie days. I just can do it without the voice, but, you know, that's different. Story different that's time. That, that's our daddy's boy. I know. <laughs> you can imagine getting to bed with that and just seeing that beard come from <laughs> <laughs> Or twirling that beard. Come on, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Yeah, I can yell. Yeah. Oh, man. But uh, her promo the past couple of weeks. <laughs> you really had nightmares of Jim Hamilton. Right. 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 <laughs> oh, he's going to be on top of you. He's going to be chained to the bed. But go oh. ahead, man. <laughs> Montreal, Sorry, folks. <laughs> Montreal Screwjob right. number two. Oh, man. He's gonna put me in, they're going to put me uh, in the heart attack. And say, this one's for Brett. Like, oh, man. Okay. Her promo, right. she has stepped her promo game up. Yeah, the past it's, couple of weeks, what she's been going after Becky. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's less scripted. Like it, yeah. it, this, this the one thing I liked about Natalia's promos lately. I don't know, man. She been she been hanging around some black chicks, man. It feels like it's yeah. like some, some realism to yeah. her promos. Yeah, like it's yeah. and she's finally come out of her shell. Like nobody wants this good natty where she came out. Yeah. Remember my wife's like, why does she look like a kitty cat with the little mm-hmm. you know ears on top of her hair? Too damn old to be wearing that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. looks good. Still got a nice body, but still. Yeah. Um <laughs> four. Meow. <laughs> so but her promos have been around. I've, I've been telling you guys this. She's my pick to win the title at SummerSlam and Canada. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sticking with it. Some people might disagree with me. I... But that's okay because my predictions are better than theirs. And <laughs> <laughs> um, for the second. Until, until the 11th. Until the 11th. <laughs> we, will, we will see who's better at who. Me, uh, I mean, honestly... I, I like Joe said, man, there's something about what they're saying that feels real. That backstage, uh, the backstage stuff that we don't usually get to see. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of hinted it with Bailey and, and Alexa Bliss, but they just totally messed that story up. Right. They could have really did something great with that if Nikki Cross wasn't a part of it. Absolutely. It could have just really been built. You know, you had your little clique with Sasha and Charlotte, whatever. You That, that could have been way better with that. Absolutely. With Natalia... For her, for her to be at, in it as long as she has, have watched so many people get put over her, you know, especially when she came in and it was the divas. Now, I, you know, it was one thing. For, I think it's more resentful that it was the divas because none of them could wrestle. At least <clears throat> with these girls, they can actually wrestle. Right. You know, you got Charlotte, Sasha, Ruby Riott, you know, Oscars. You got a lot of Amber Moons, you, you, Naomi. You got a lot of girls that can actually wrestle mm-hmm. and hold their own. So I think it's okay with that, but to use some of that backstage, you know, old NXT stories, you know, all, you know, you like me, you didn't like me, you were, you know, you were part of this group, you was part of this clique, you know, you right. tried to say, you know, I'm okay with that because if that wasn't the case, I'm not sure what the hell they would have did with this right. Like, who would have been interested in it? outside of them kind of making things seem real? Right. This would be a very boring uh, rivalry. And, and then, too, another thing uh, as far as Natty getting passed over, you got to remember uh, Charlotte, Sasha, um, Bailey. These are all the women who are getting pushes now, but years ago, Natty was the one that was sent back to NXT to train these women, specifically her and Charlotte. So to see, you know, Charlotte being somebody who you went there and trained. She's a what seven, six, seven, eight time women's champion or something like that. Charlotte, yeah. No, she's about to. She's eight. She's eight. Yeah, she's eight. <laughs> yeah. So think about that. Now Charlotte's done that in just a few years. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm Natty, I'm like, I went and trained all these people. Bailey, she's the champ. Becky, she's the champ. Mm-hmm. She had the title what a couple years back. I think now, man, is, is the perfect time, and I really think these are real frustrations. Uh, breaking yeah. the fourth wall because you can tell now they're just letting her speak her mind. They are, and which is why I think it'll be a heel turn for her. Yeah, I, I think she's gonna lose, and this is why Joe doesn't like my prediction. But I'm predicting a heel turn. So let me ask you: Are they gonna do it the same way they did with Becky Lynch? Because we thought that was a heel turn, but they ain't making her the biggest face in the company. It will be because people, because she did it to somebody that people really wanted to be done to. To do that to Charlotte, 
the, the, the pinnacle of the women's division, right. that was awesome because it was like no one really wanted to see Charlotte win that match. People really wanted to see Becky win. Now with Natalia, I think you can do that and you won't have the difference because people are still behind <laughs> Becky. Right. But Natalia will be a heel because it, it, it won't have that same effect. I, it's two it's two totally different people. If Becky right. was a little higher, then maybe. But right now, no. I, I, Natalia Hill, she'll be a heel. <clears throat> and they'll have a nice little rivalry. You know what? I think Natalia, I think Natalia could turn heel. But I think it'll be with the help of a female superstar that hasn't been seen on TV mm. the past couple of weeks that has been feuding with the man. So you so you saying the bank might be open on no, that? No, not the bank. Not the bank? No. Uh, who you thinking? It's for the real woman. Uh, uh, Lacey Evans? Yes. Uh, you mean she might take one of those famous strolls of hers down to the ring? I think she's going to come over the guardrail. Mm. Probably knock, hit, punch Becky while Becky's in the ropes. Natalia puts on the sharpshooter. Mm. It could be over. And then you make it a triple threat. And it's going to end up being a triple threat match because you know Becky's got to get back at Lacey. Right, right, Somehow right. she'll find her way. Okay. And as the human encyclopedia has been telling you, that's mm. not a prediction. That's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. <laughs> All right, man. Well, speaking spoiler. of Canadians, one of my favorite Canadians. No, you know what? Scratch that. My favorite Canadian of all time. Mm-hmm. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Trish Stratus. Yay, yay. <laughs> Coming back. Well, uh, we're not even on that show right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I'm excited. I I see, we see that. Yeah. <laughs> they hear that, man. Hey, hey. My bad, y'all. I had an R-Truth moment. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I'm going to do, man. My bad. Oh, man. What, man, what's the... Where, where we at, man? Oh, you... <laughs> I'm hey. sorry. This, this, this guy is from the Ruthless Aggression era. He wasn't around right. in the Attitude Era. Right. Okay. You can uh, still smell Similac from his breath. Alright, so Oh yeah. yeah, so let's do uh how about we go with uh since we didn't talk about it, the uh Rollins and uh <clears throat> let's get this out the way. <laughs> the Rollins promo. Yeah, the the, the Rollins not the, well actually I didn't even care for the promo. <clears throat> uh I I've heard enough of this story yeah. prior to WrestleMania. Uh so it's it's the same stuff. It, it, it's there's nothing new really new about it. Rollins is calling Brock out. He's calling him weak, whatever. He's going to beat him. He'll, but he can't win. I, he still can't win the same way he won at WrestleMania. They, they can't do a repeat. Like, if he's going to win, you got to really be creative with it. But as far as the promo, I, it, it was, I was going to actually get to the uh, Rollins versus Styles match and what happened in between there. Let's, let's talk about it. Because, um, like, like I said earlier, this originally should have would have been Ricochet, but he hurt his elbow, so they used uh, Rollins. Right. Which is not bad. You know, it's Rollins versus Styles. You know you're going to get a good match out of it. But it wasn't designed like that because it's the Raw reunion. So mm-hmm. nothing was to be taken real seriously. Uh, so when the club finally decided to interfere and, you know, interject in the match, you had DX come out. Now, this was fine. It was just Shawn Michaels and Triple H. It was cool. Right. It I think it would have been better with Ricochet, but it was just them. And then the moment comes to where they get in the ring and they're doing the two sweet and they're like, you're part of us, you're part of us. And Sean and Triple H is, you know, they're playing it off like, ah, uh, yeah, man, you know, yeah, we are too sweet. Sorry, you know, sorry, Seth. And then they give them the, the suck it. Right. And they have their little match. And then for some reason, the Road Dog, well, not so for some reason, the Road Dog and them came out. And then I think the thing that got to me that I didn't like was the fact that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall came out to DX music. They should have came out to the NWO or the Wolfpack music. Right, right, right. I think that would have been a little better uh, instead of them just walking out. Like, it was like, okay, clearly, you know, you guys don't, you you had nothing planned. You you had no idea how to make this a little better. You could have had them both come out. And then what Road Dogg said about, you know, this being the original click, you know, that would have, that would have sold well right. if they would have came out in their own separately instead of coming out as one. These dudes aren't DX. They were never well, DX. And that was the thing that confused me. And then you I'm, I'm going to say that for you. I know what you want to talk about. I'm going to say that for and you. And then you had Hogan there. So you really could have made the pack work because you could have all three But it was on. for the click, you know, because, you know, the, the, the two sweet really right. goes to the click that, as true. far as, that's you know, true. Hunter, Sean, Diesel, and, and Scott Hall. 
So when them being there, X Pop and X Pop. So it's really the click. That was more of more of the click moment than it was the DX or anything moment. And I think the confusing part about not only did they come out to DX music, but they had on the Wolfpack attire. I'm like, why didn't they come out by themselves? Yeah, they said we have company. Right, and then boom, and then you could have had them two come out. It's like, oh, and you got the even though we probably were sure they were gonna show up, but it's like it's better that way than oh wow, wait a minute, they just strolling out with them. Like, why did they just stroll out with them? Like, no, yeah, but. It 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 was, it, it was all right. It it, it, it was it was lacking that something. But there was a little <clears> small <throat> snippet of stuff that happened. And I think Joey was really excited about it when it happened. So man, won't you go ahead and talk about it? The best part of this whole promo between the two clicks was the AJ Styles and HBK Shawn Michaels Whew. confrontation. Mm. That is a match that fans have been dreaming of for a long time. Mm. And ever since AJ came into WWE, <clears throat> I mean, those two doing like a stare down and AJ telling them, I know where NXT is. You're not hard to find. Right. Mm. I would love for this match to happen. Seems like it's 10 years too late, but it's still yeah. a match that I think they could probably... St- I think Sean could still put on a good match, not like a at least five. If you give Sean Michaels five years back, yeah. I, I think yeah. he's he still would have had a little something left, mm-hmm. you know, to, 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 to be able to hang with him. So, so I, I want to see the match, but after seeing the the Saudi Arabia debacle between Taker and Goldberg, mm-hmm. I'm kind of scared for Sean Michaels. And the reason I say that is because Sean has been very adamant of not stepping back in the ring. Mm-hmm. So. It's a match. I think we're all curious. Like, okay, I, I want to see it, but then again, it's kind of like you know, Sean. He knows his body. If you gonna go out there and have a match like Goldberg did, it's like I don't want to remember you see, like that. I, okay. But then again, you have AJ Styles who could carry the match. So I mean, that's a lot. That's a way different opponent than. Oh, today. you're comparing Goldberg the wrestler to Shawn Michaels the wrestler. Wait, well, I'm sorry, you said that wrong because one Goldberg's not a wrestler. I know, but I mean, like he's <laughs> okay. comparing. I'm like, right, right. I'm about to say no. You like no Goldberg. First well, of all, I, we're not saying Goldberg is a wrestler. He's not a at all. Star. Not that's, at that's all. That's all he is. Not at all. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the fact that you know, they're Michael's age. yeah, Michael's yeah. age, and as you see, Michael's when he's walking. He was already walking with a jacked up back when he was wrestling. Yeah. Now that he's been out the ring for what? How many years yeah, now? About eight years. Exactly. Yeah. Almost a decade about, out. Like, Six, seven, eight years. So it's kind of like, you know. Here's here's the fan in me, and this is how I'm seeing it. I'm thinking because he's the trainer or one of the trainers of NXT, that Sean is in somewhat kind of good shape. Not go out there and put on a 20, 30-minute match shape, but maybe go out there and put out a 10, 15-minute match with a guy that can make it look good right. with an AJ Styles. So if you're telling me you can build something up to where – give this match 10, 15 minutes, tops, 15 max. You know, you, you can end it 13, 12 minutes. Right. I think it could work. But the fan of me also recognizes that Shawn Michaels is 55 years old. Like, he's he's he, he's almost 60. The guy, he you know, if we're, if we're talking about The Undertaker and, and the way he moves when he's come, been coming back, I don't want to see Shawn, you know, be less than what he half of what he think he can be. Right. But the fan in me wants to see this. This is this is something I've always had a yeah, imagine if I if we could ever get these two people together at the right time, those would have been two people. I would have watched that rivalry for about six months. I you can give me that month for a six month rivalry. You can spread that out because right. Shawn Michaels can have that type of rivalry with you. Right. Where you can have a rivalry with him Go off to have something with somebody else, but still intertwine with each other, and then continue. It's up. like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had Almost, a rivalry yeah, from like yeah, like ninety two all the way to ninety seven until right. Bret left. So that was a five year period. Right, you could really do something like that, but yeah, outside of that, and you know, like I said, NWO coming out with DX, that was about the highlight for me. You know, just just hearing that little snippet, like right, 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 you're teasing something because <laughs> it's not like you can't go to NXT. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of Hall of Famers, Mick Foley. Uh, Mick Foley, the many uh, faces of Foley, right? Man. So we had Mick Foley in the ring. They were going over a video package when he first won the title. And then, Kimbrough, can you please do me a favor? Can you please set the scene, set the stage? What happened during this segment? Uh, so 
Foley's comes out and you know he's getting ready to show a video of his first world championship that he won in WWE. And, and for anybody who actually remembers it live, well not live, but when it actually happened, it was an awesome moment to see because Stone Cold came out and helped him because you had Triple H and the corporate uh, ministry or whatever they were called at the time. You had them coming out trying to keep mankind. It, it was an awesome match. But prior to that, uh, as that was going on, he was showing the video. A familiar scene came about from the previous week where the video started to slow down, lights started going off by section, and then all of a sudden, you just you get these lights, and then you get that screeching noise, and then you see the fiend. And there he is again. He's in the ring now. Oh, oh you know, he's in the ring with Mick Foley. He's with the hardcore legend. What's going to happen? He's standing there. He's got his hands up. He's listening to the, I believe that's the hand of fear. That you know, the right hand, I believe that's the fear one. Uh, no, that's the hurt. 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 Okay, that's the hurt. That was the hurt one. So he was listening to the hurt hand. He turned, he looked at Foley, and he gave Foley the mandible claw. Which, you know, that's Foley's move. It's like, you, you don't, you, you didn't expect that. But I think, you know, Foley's old, you know, he can't really take a Sister Abigail or <laughs> I don't think he can sell a Sister Abigail. So, so. Now he ain't gonna you be selling. It. It's gonna be. It's gonna be real. It, 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 right. It, it, it's gonna be the slowest Abigail ever. So I think it was smart for him to do the mandible claw on Mick Foley. That was genius. That way you 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 shock, you surprise him, and then you hit him with his own move and knock him out. Uh, again, beautiful, beautifully done by Bray. I'm excited to see what happens next, mm -hmm. you know, with uh, with Bray Wyatt. Joey V. Um, <laughs> Rewatching it, I think, because uh, when Foley's talking about his first championship win, plays the video, and then uh, when uh, when uh, the Drake Maverick and the whole 24-7 championship's coming over the guardrail into the ring, yeah. and they go past Foley, and I think I heard Foley say, come to Papa, yeah, yeah, come yeah. to Papa, like, give me back that title. But um, Bray Wyatt coming back and attacking a legend like Foley, it meant something. Like, it means something when you do that because fans love Foley. But attacking him and putting his own, putting his own mandible claw on Foley. <laughs> right. Yeah, that it's just the icing of the cake. Like, it would be kind of cool if, like, if they have like say like if they have like some other legend come out and like Wyatt appears if if Wyatt hits them with their their finishing maneuver mm -hmm. but like as you said I can see why they didn't put Foley in the Sister Abigail the mandible claw I mean when F Foley arrived as mankind that mandible claw was right. nasty when he first brought it to WWF yeah but, yeah but, yeah I mean I was happy for what Bray did. Mm -hmm. It was done perfect, and I'm excited for where he's going. All right. Um, last but not least, we had. Oh, you know what? Okay. Well, before we get to that, actually, I just thought about something. Rey Mysterio, Sami Zayn. Mm. <coughs> mm. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about this for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think I think we all did. I think we all did. Uh, we had Rey Mysterio squashing Sammy. And then, uh, now that I think about it, we also had a match with Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns. So, let's talk first thing first. What did you guys think about the Rey versus Sammy match? Um, I mean, I'm a fan of Sammy. He's good on the mic, good in the ring. I mean, ever since I feel like he's cut that promo when he was in sitting in the chair. That, yeah. And, yeah, and he brought up AEW. <clears throat> Seems like he's going downhill. I said that too. Like, 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 ever since I then. The, the, the reports say that that was scripted. Yeah. The way they treated Sammy, yeah. I don't know if that was necessarily scripted. But, uh, but they also say that he's been dealing with his shoulders. His shoulders? Yeah. Like his shoulders haven't been 100%, so that's a lot of reasons okay. why you haven't really been seeing him on TV. Wouldn't that make so, sense? Yeah. But uh, RVD coming out is cool. TNA gave uh, WWE permission to use him, but not in a, like do a move, but just show up. Mm. That was nice. Um, yeah. I mean, besides that, there was nothing else for me. But for Joe <coughs> and uh, Reigns, right? When Samoa Joe was talking about Reigns as like family, and then Reigns came after Joe, um, I can see that match happening at SummerSlam as a feud between them. 
I think it would put on a good match between those two because they both can go to Samoans going at it. They could bring that up and build that into the storyline. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it's going to be a lot of bleeding. Yes, <laughs> a lot of hard hitting action. It's going to be a lot of bleeding. A lot of bleeding. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. As far as the Ray and Sammy match go, I feel like that was a waste of a match. Yeah, uh, it could be a waste of a story. But then again, it could be the start of a story. Um, if they do it right, if they do it, Sammy gets back at Ray <clears throat> because the Legends came out and right. he lost. And they can kind of build to a pre-show match. I wouldn't mind that as long as it's helping putting Sammy over. Ray don't need to be put over. Ray's Ray. Uh, I like seeing RVD, but again, just like Rikishi and other people, he, he couldn't do anything. So right. just, he just stood there. He, he got, I got this. I got, yeah. I got my RV, you know, I got my Rob Van Dam, but I wanted the frog splash. I yeah. wanted the kick. Roll I wanted the I wanted to roll the thunder. I wanted yeah. something. Just right, right, just right. give me a little something. So it was nice to see him, but of course he's contracted to TNA, so he couldn't do anything. And the Roman and the Samoa Joe, I like I say, big fan of Joe. Anytime he comes out and speak, I'm gonna listen. When he wants to kick somebody's ass, I'm gonna watch him. Absolutely. And, uh, <clears throat> so for it to be Roman Reigns, we've seen this before, but I think now, uh, I think we, I think it's time for Joe to go over. If they're gonna do this, I, for me, Joe gotta win. Joe, he he mm-hmm. has to win. Roman Reigns don't. You won that. You won the tag team match. Like right. you're over. You're like, dude, you can lose and you'll still get a title shot. Right, right. It doesn't matter. Joe needs this victory. He needs yeah. to beat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam if that's what they're going to do. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that, that's about it for and, those two matches. And, and, and if you have Joe beat Reigns, I think you could you effectively write your wrongs that you've done with Joe. Right. Because right. his title reigns he's had has been less than stellar. And then on top of that, like you said, Roman, he's a guy right now. He's at a stage in his career where they're not shoving him down our throats. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that, you know, Joe has always gotten to that bass ring and then got right. it pulled right back. If you have yeah. if you have Samoa Joe beat Roman Reigns, not one thing a fan can say about WWE can be negative about Roman Reigns not putting over talent. Because he was already putting over talent to begin with, even when he was winning. Now he's come back. WWE's kind of like, okay, you know what? We're going to have him here. Like you said, Losing to Joe, that's a credible opponent for Reigns to lose to. Right. Beating Reigns is a very credible opponent for Joe to win. So And it helps him yeah. in the end. Yeah. That, okay, now you you turn in a new leaf. You turn in, you know, you you're having a, almost a fresh start. <laughs> Just hope that Paul Heyman I believe Paul Heyman's a fan of Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping he has something in plan for him. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say we getting into the end of the show. Oh yeah, well, we are. Well, oh yeah. Hold on, before we get to the end of the show, right want to touch down real quick. Right on. Talk to him. On the Street Profits backstage segment. Street uh, Profits. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins. Talk to me, Joey B. Talk. Yep. To me. Montez Ford. <laughs> we want to smoke. Uh, those two. Well, one of them got the smoke. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, Dawkins with RVD in the bathroom. Oh man, those two have been cracking me up. <laughs> the last, but that was just perfect. That, yeah, that, that same. That was the best one. Uh, that, that by by far. I would love to see them like just like see like a WWE superstar like somebody on the main roster backstage and just mess with them, like talk about them, but don't have them wrestle yet. You right, cannot right. use them. Yeah, no. no Vince, Vince no. don't want that. Vince, uh, save Vince that for the XFL. Vince yes. doesn't want them doing anything until they have been officially called up. So he doesn't want them beating anyone. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. want them losing. Which I'm fine with. I, yeah. I'm fine. If this is as far as they're going. I'm okay with it because this is their yeah. strength. Yeah. This is what they can do. They can give you that comedy, mm-hmm. but serious. But hope you. Know, I'm good with it. It's new dayish, but it's a little. It's yeah. different. It's a different. It's, it's new different. Day in Harlem Heat, right? Like, uh, yeah. Right with a little bit of uh, crime, crime time. time. With crime time, yeah. yeah. With a little bit of crime time, and <clears throat> so that's that's what I like about them. They're totally on the other side of New Day. New Day does what they yeah. do. Their goal. These guys, they're going to be platinum. If the, uh, give them a couple yeah. more years. If the fans, if you don't like the Street Profits backstage segment, watch them wrestle on NXT. Yeah, and you'll yeah. see. How good of a tag team those Specifically, the last takeover, wasn't it? The yeah, was yeah, the but, uh, yeah, it was the Fatal 25. 4-Way. Takeover 25. Yeah, it was yeah. the Fatal 4-Way for the tag team championships when my, for the ladder match because the war waiters had to give them up because they went up to the main roster. 
when Montez Ford jumped off from that top rope onto the ladder. That ladder did not even move. Not at all. I will. I, I will. I will call. You know, not to get too far off topic, but I will call that tag team ladder match the second best tag team match since. Uh, I'll go with WrestleMania's TLC match, the second one, because I think the first the first one was good, but it was something about that second one at WrestleMania where right. Rhino came out and Lita came out and all the stuff yeah, that they did. Yeah, like that yeah, was yeah. just like, man, we didn't think y'all could top the first one, right, right, but y'all right. topped the first one. Right. So as far as a tag team match, uh, you know, I that's my first. Definitely that that Fatal Four Way is second, and then I would probably put. Uh, the AOP versus DIY versus the Revival. Like, there's just certain tag in the Usos versus the New Day and Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Like, there is certain tag team yeah. matches that really just stands out. I would have definitely put that as a top two because that, that, that was a great, great tag I'll team. I'll tell you this. If you haven't seen Montez Ford's finisher, the Frog Splash, the way he does it is, like, he has, like, a praying motion, but, like, it's, like, all the way behind his head yeah. before he hits mm-hmm. that splash. Oh, I forgot to mention the Wyatt versus Usos. They had some great tag team matches. Oh, yeah. So, I yeah. can't get, gotta mention those. But, yeah. Well, speaking of the top two, we have two of the top two in the entire wrestling industry. Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric you know, Flair. they all came out. They said their piece towards the end of the show. But, of course, you had to end it with the Texas Rattlesnake, Mr. 316 himself. I think he had maybe two too many Steve Weisers. But, anywho, hey. what did you guys think about the Texas Rattlesnake coming back to Monday nights? Steve Austin, Stone Cold's always going to get a pop, especially when he comes out. And mm-hmm. him coming out, the Street Profits backstage and – uh I guess the 24-7 was probably the highlights for the Raw reunion in my eyes. Uh-huh. Sure, your guys' eyes too. Right. But uh, Stone Cold coming out and doing, I mean, doing all that. Yeah, that Coming was- out, I mean, having the raspy voice, I mean, drinking. I mean, it was just classic Stone Cold, even though it felt like there was not enough time. Right. He had to work with. It was. But. Especially when he asked, like, how, how, how much time we got? Yeah, we got a minute? Yeah, yeah, oh, we got 60 yeah, seconds? No. Okay. <laughs> no, but, yeah. But I, I think um, I don't even think Ric Flair said anything. I think he no. just came out and just <laughs> looked like a statue, right? I think he just stood <laughs> there, right? He, like did Flair really? I'm like Flair didn't really say anything. Hogan talked. I, he talked too long. I've gotten to the point now where it's like, oh, you know what? I, I'm not gonna front. Hulk Hogan is one of my all time favorite. He's the reason why I got into wrestling. But yeah, he talked too long for that. But when it got to Stone Cold coming out, you know, he's got his own beer. Right. You know, we got to find it because we definitely got to toast to it for the next podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, he had one too many of them. You could tell. But his stories, yeah. everything he said to me was genuine. Yeah. Like, even though, yeah, he had been rusty, he hasn't been there. But to me, I always felt like that was Austin when he does his promos. Right. He just says what's on his mind. It didn't matter how clean it was. He'll he'll get it across. You'll cheer. You'll, you'll say what every right. time. It will, but when he talked about him and Ron Simmons and and him sitting down with Hogan, and you know just all just meeting those guys and when he seen them and that was just genuine. I loved it. He was he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. It, he was Steve Austin. Right. Like it, it, that's just who he was. And yeah, at the end when he asked for more time and then he talked about him and Gerald Briscoe did something illegal in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know if you wanted to mention that with Trump in office, but you know, right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's um. It was, it was great. It was a. It was a. It was a. I gave it a five out of ten as a show. Uh, the twenty four seven title was the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the first two hours, that's what was that was dominated with the show. The street profits backstage, like Joe said, that was a good highlight. Um, and then seeing Austin come out and just give the speech that he gave, which was so genuine, it, it felt stone cold. It didn't feel like he really made any mistakes. It, it was just him. Uh, it was awesome, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. This was a wasted reunion show. I think <clears throat> the USA Network, yeah. understandably, they wanted to get ratings, but they should have put this on after SummerSlam. I believe yeah. they, this should have went on after SummerSlam, and, and, and it would have made more sense because yeah. you would already have viewers one wanted to see that first Raw after SummerSlam. We know. I would say the first Raw after SummerSlam. 
it's, it's similar to a WrestleMania. The, the first Raw after Mania. Just not as big. Yeah, because yeah, because you, you want to see the fallout. Because after WrestleMania, right. it's kind of like you start a new set of stories going into SummerSlam. SummerSlam, you start a new set of stories going into Survivor Series. Yeah. The Survivor Series is set up for the Rumble, which sets up for Mania, so it all right. ties in. So right. I think if you would have waited just a couple more, you only had two weeks. Mm-hmm. If you would have just waited two more weeks, you definitely could have made that the focal point then. And then you would have had somewhere to go with it. But that will conclude the Raw segment of the podcast. We will be back in just a few minutes. And we're going to talk about that SmackDown Live. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, due to some technical difficulty this week, we will not be having a SmackDown portion of the podcast. So next week to make up, we'll start first with SmackDown and we'll work our way into Raw. Normally, it's the reverse. It's Raw and the SmackDown. But as I said, unfortunately, due to technical difficulty, we will not have a SmackDown portion of this episode. Our apologies, but we hope you guys enjoyed the first great hour of the show, man. We talked a lot about Raw. And um, yeah, next week, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. 